Hey guys, it's Matt Haycox here, and welcome to the Sea Squirter, my new favourite home from home. Look, I'm going to tell you a story today, and I want to teach you about the nine things that I wish I knew about money as a kid. You know, my story is that um, my first job when I was 16 years old, I was actually a magician in a local Italian restaurant. Now, uh, it was actually my favorite Italian restaurant. And I know that anyone other than a very few people who know me do not know that story. But what even those people probably don't know is that I was actually paid the grand sum of one garlic bread per shift. You know, this really, really is a true story, no joke, right? I'd work on a Friday night and I'd work on a Saturday night and I'd have to pay for my tax to and from work and all they paid me was a garlic bread each night but I didn't mind because even on a terrible night I'd still probably be able to earn a hundred quid in tips more often 200 quid and above 200 quid a night plus a garlic bread is a decent wage in the hospitality industry even today but as a 16 year old kid in the mid 90s believe me I walked out of there on a Friday night feeling like a millionaire now to this day I actually still eat in the restaurant and some of the waiters there uh, well the ones who worked there back then they actually still work there now and they actually see me and they still like to joke with me literally 25 years on nearly about how much they hated me back then because I get 10 times more tips than they did. Now what I didn't knowingly realize at the time but what it did teach me and what I now fully understand in business today is the importance of being in the right vehicle. You need to be in the right vehicle that's got the ability to take you to where you want to go. You don't want to get hung up on basic salaries and perks. You know, does the job you have or does the business that you own give you the ability to generate the income that you want from your efforts? And if it doesn't, you need to leave it now or you need to find a vehicle that you can control. See, I was lucky at the time. I accidentally found the right vehicle that allowed me, as a 16 year old, to earn the money that I needed to be able to buy the watch I wanted. That's actually why I got my first job at the time. So looking back, even if my friends would laugh at me because I had no job security or because my pay was literally only a bit of garlic bread, I'd be able to explain to them that I needed to be in a situation that allowed me to get to where I wanted to get to. I didn't need a basic wage. It may have made me felt safe, but it would have left me far short of my goals. Now, whilst I was lucky to have found myself on the right side of that business and money lesson, there was plenty more lessons and things that I didn't learn or know back then. And believe me, I wish I did. So here are my top nine. Now, one of the most important financial lessons you can learn and something that I talk about all the time nowadays is compound interest and that compound interest will make you rich and believe me the earlier you start then the richer you'll get it's boring it's not glamorous and it takes time but it works like a dream and it can be working its magic in the background while you're devoting your time to much more exciting activities now look if you don't know what it is compound interest is quite simply interest up on interest up on interest up on interest. Now Warren Buffett, arguably the world's greatest investor, describes it as the eighth wonder of the world and he does this for good reason. Listen to this calculation. Look, if you save 100 quid a month for 30 years, then over that amount of time you're going to have saved up 36,000 quid. However, here's where it gets fun. If you've allowed it to be invested at an interest rate of say 8% and you haven't touched it during that time, then your little stash is going to be worth just over 150,000 pounds. Now that is the power of the interesting compounding year on year. You don't even notice it's happening and then one day you wake up 
and there's a big pot of cash. And the more you save, and the more you earn. So as you earn more, save more. And don't tell me you can't save anything, because there's always a figure that you can save no matter what you earn. A figure that you won't even notice once you've gotten used to it. Find that figure and be consistent, religiously putting it away and increasing that amount when you can. Start doing that from your teenage years and you can honestly quite realistically find that you have become a millionaire in your late 40s from literally just this alone. Lesson number two is that you need to learn to take advantage of every tax saving and tax advantage that you can. Now this is something that I literally didn't learn or start appreciating properly until probably five years ago and I actually blame a lot of my wealthy and successful friends for this you know, and that's actually another lesson in itself because just because someone is successful in one area doesn't mean that they're in authority in all others. Now I was actually told that messing around to get the tax benefits from things like ICES and pensions was a waste of my time and it was neither here nor there in the grand scheme of things if I was trying to build big businesses and to be an entrepreneur. But now I understand that that makes absolutely no sense. If I'm going to be investing and saving anyway, then why would I not do this in the most tax efficient way? I mean, to me, it's just stupid not to, right? But that's what so many people do. Now, in the previous tip, I told you about the power of compound interesting. Well, if your investments and your savings are getting unnecessarily taxed, then it's going to be seriously eroding the interest rate that you get. And compound that over time, and it can quite literally cost you hundreds of thousands of pounds, potentially even millions. Now, depending where you're watching or listening to this, your country is going to have different kinds of tax incentives. But the bottom line is every country has them and they aren't hard to find. So look into them and take advantage of every single one that you can. Lesson number three, the more you learn, the more you earn. Now look, being a kid, I naturally hated school and I never really wanted to learn anything, obviously apart from my magic tricks. And in my early 20s, I obviously already thought I knew everything. And through my working life, I'm permanently surrounded by people who actually stop learning at 18 and they've never done any learning since and nor do they actually think they need to it's actually quite scary i mean that is really the only word i can think of but now i find that i'm an avid student and i'm always on a quest to learn more about well, literally anything i mean i absolutely love learning now this week alone i've been learning more about bitcoin obviously for anyone who follows me but i've also been learning about the roman empire and trying to brush up on a little bit of french too because I can't tell you specifically what I'm going to earn from those things, but I can guarantee you that the more knowledgeable I am, the more rounded I am, the better my ability to have conversations with people is, the more insights on different situations I've got, and ultimately, the more money you'll earn. So take yourself back to school, but only go to the classes you want, because the more you learn, the more you're going to earn. For lesson number four, we're taking another trip down memory lane. Now look, I grew up, as I'm sure most of you guys did, having drummed into you expressions like money doesn't grow on trees or a penny saved is a penny earned and waste not, want not. But what does this do? You know, what does this language do? It makes you scared. It makes you scared of making the wrong decisions. It makes you scared of losing money that you think you can never get back. And it makes you scared to do the things that you really want to do. But let me tell you a scientific fact about money. It is useless until it is spent. Now look, that probably sounds utterly alien to you, so just give it a minute to sink in. I'm saying money is useless until it is spent. Now look, I didn't say it's useless until it's wasted though. I said until it's spent. And by spent, I mean invested. Because money sat in a bank is getting eaten away at every single day. Your spending power over time is eroded by that dirty little word called inflation. So leaving your money in the bank 
is like leaving the lid off the milk. So get spending, get investing. Invest in assets that appreciate and ideally generate cash flow. Invest in your business, invest in yourself, in your education, in your health. Spend on your family and spend on your happiness, but don't just leave it sat there. Because looking at it, sat in your bank account, thinking that you can't spend it because you'll never get any more of it, because that is absolutely not true either. And that is the next thing that I wish I'd learned about money as a kid. Because you see, lesson number five is that money is actually a renewable resource. Don't be afraid to lose it, don't be afraid to risk it, because the only thing that you actually can't get back is your time. Now look, we talked just before about these expressions and these attitudes that we're taught as a kid about money, and they instill fear. Fear that if we get money, it's probably one of our only chances. That if we lose it or we spend it, we're never gonna get it back again. And we're taught that money is actually like a fossil fuel, that there's only so much of it out there in the world, and when it's used, it's gone forever. Let me tell you, that is utter bollocks. Right? I mean, for starters, the government prints new money nearly every day. I mean, they're certainly not running out of it. There is money everywhere, and it really does almost grow on trees. You just need to know where to look for it, you know, where to plant or find those trees, and ultimately how to harvest them. So how do you make the money? Well, unfortunately, unlike the government, you can't have a printing press, but you can make it yourself by having a skill set, by solving a problem, by creating value. The more skills you have, the more problems you solve, the more value you create, then the more money you will make. I mean, there's millions of different ways to make money, but there isn't a single way that you can destroy it. You may lose it, but you can't destroy it, and it's only temporary until you go and make some more. Now, lesson number six about money that I certainly didn't learn as a kid is about giving without asking for anything in return. Now, being entrepreneurial and a deal maker from an early age, I was always around situations where you're basically taught to ask, what's in it for me or I'll scratch your back if you scratch mine but today I really do find that that is a very old school mentality and actually not even an enjoyable way to live your life because whilst we're all out to make money and believe me I love making money I've found that over the years that most of my best deals or my best results have actually come from situations where I actually started out just doing someone a favor you know just being a nice guy rather than trying to build myself a commission in at every step of the way and I now regularly spend my time putting people together who I know will benefit from each other, you know, I help people out in situations. I agree to do things knowing that I'm gonna get nothing in return. But somehow, I actually earn very well in the long run from all of this. Now, the earlier in your life you can start giving without worrying about receiving, then the more opportunity you're gonna have for the universe to start repaying that favor. Lesson number seven, and this is a biggie, and it is about the importance of your credit score. Now look, anyone who knows my backstory knows that when I was 27, I went spectacularly bankrupt and had a major fall from grace. And it took me a few years to properly build myself back up. But even when I was back up on my feet and successful again, the one thing I never actually took the time back then to repair was my credit score. I thought I didn't need it. I thought I could avoid taking personal credit or I could take it in a friend's name or whatever. But how wrong was I? Because one of the most important aspects of building wealth is having access to cheap credit. You need it for mortgages, you know, because buying income producing investment property is absolutely essential as part of a wealth building strategy. You need it to get car finance at the right price so you aren't wasting money. You need it to be able to secure a loan for your business. I mean, hell, you even need it for a mobile phone contract. And you can't get cheap credit without having a great credit score. So start working on it as young as you can. You know, I often get asked what is the single most important skill in business? And I actually really think it's a trick question because there's so many skills that are actually necessary to starting and growing a successful business. But the more I think about the question, the more I realize that there is actually one skill that we 
without it, all of the other ones won't be enough to allow you to achieve your goals. You need the ability to raise funds. Now, I actually think that's what's been the ultimate difference between success and failure for me in so many of my endeavors. You know, I know exactly how to raise funds in all kinds of different situations and different ways from banks, from investors, from friends and family, from suppliers, you know, you name it, I've found a way to raise money from it. And I've used it to grow my businesses and to build assets. You know, if you can't raise money, you're always, always gonna struggle to build a big business. Now, I can't finish off my list of lessons about money that I wish I'd known as a kid without this one. The lesson of why, you know, what is it all about? Why do we want to make money? Now look, we've all got our answers and those answers are probably change depending on your age, your circumstance, even your mood. There's gonna be selfish answers, there'll be practical answers, there'll even be noble answers, you know, things like providing for your family, paying medical bills, giving back to the community, etc. But underneath all of this, there's one word that should sum everything up, and that word is freedom. Making money, building wealth, should be about one thing, purchasing your freedom. The freedom to do what you want, when you want, with who you want, for who you want. And when you understand that lesson about money, it's gonna influence all of your decisions about making, spending, and investing from then on. You know, the act of making money itself is not creating freedom for you. And in fact, most people actually spend the money that they make in such a way that they actually get less and less freedom and create more and more stress. Now think about that carefully. What would you do differently once you've let that settle in? Because that really is it, guys. Every step of your money-making journey should be working towards life's ultimate purchase your freedom. Now there you've got it guys, my top nine lessons of things I wish I'd learned about money as a kid. Some of those have taken me 40 years to learn, some of them I've learned myself, some of them I've learned from other people, but I guarantee you none of those are the kind of things that you were taught by your parents or you were taught at school and they will all make an astronomical, fundamental, life-changing difference to you know, you know, to your finances, to your business, to the way you make money, to the way you spend, to the way you invest, and the way you enjoy. So go back, listen at the beginning, pick your favorite ones. As important as all of these are, even just doing one of them can make a profound difference to your circumstances today. <laughs>